Welcome to the Return of Roots Mill Vet Podcast, your guide through the journey from military to veterans in the community. This podcast is dedicated to service members, veterans, and their families. Get ready for inspirational stories and experiences generously shared by our amazing guests. Stand by for the sound of freedom. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to remind you of two essential resources, the 988 National Hotline for Mental Health Support and the MYTT365 app available at mildevet.com. Both are valuable tools to assist you in your transition journey. Now let's get to the show. So as I'm letting people in the room, let me introduce myself. I'm Christine Mantilla, and this is my co-host tonight over there with the drink. Hey, Kilbert veteran, comedian, what does it say? Kiss me, I'm a Marine. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, welcome to the veteran series tonight, you guys. I'm not sure if it is the moon or what, but we're having some technical difficulties, but it's great to have everybody on. And so we can get started and just kind of repeat as people come in. So, Hank, it's you. It's me. Yeah, you uh, want to share a brief mission real quick? Sure. Before we- so, let you guys know, this monthly virtual forum brings speakers and topics to help with all aspects of challenges and different roads, focused by veterans, all right? For organizations to, to well-known speakers and podcasters and other veterans, our mission is to have veterans' voices heard. Okay, bring about change to the medical process to improve the claims process, along with educating both veterans and civilians alike, helping our veterans who serve, who have sacrificed for us. Veterans Series Virtual Forum is here to be a place of support for one's overall well-being. If you're looking for resources, connections, or safe space to share, you can do that here with your story. So Rail, welcome you here. I'm glad you guys are all in and giving your voice to what we can do to help veterans get through some processes that are that are difficult for them. I'm glad you guys are all making it. Thank you. Yeah. And with that, oh, go ahead. So I'm just going to, we're going to go through the room and you guys are going to, you know, one by one, introduce yourselves. Um, I know it's hard for uh, Air Force and Navy to keep it short, but keep it short, you guys. And 60, 30 seconds, just introduce yourself so everyone can see you in the room, all right? Um, I'll start. My name is Hank Kilbert. Uh, I'm a Marine. Um, I'm a comedian as well, and actor and writer, like I said before. Um, and I, I work with a, a coffee, coffee company in Williams, Arizona called Operation Transition Outside the Wire that helps veterans with PTSD to transition back into society. So if you have anyone that you know of anyone that's struggling with mental issues or trying to get back into society because of it, they help the veterans and their families. Um, We'll talk about their uh, mission a little bit more later, but that's who I am. See, 30 seconds. It was more like 60, but we'll keep it there. (laughs) It's perfect. That's exactly what we want everyone to do. Hey, I'm going next. I'm Chris Elder. I'm a sailor. Uh, did 20 years active and now uh, retired happily. Run uh, Mill de Vet and some starting also a real estate business as well. So just kind of 
getting out and figuring it all out, you know? So that's me. Welcome, and that is going to be our speaker later tonight. <laughs> and how about we go with Brian? Hey, how are you guys? Uh, my name is Brian Edmiston. <clears throat> I'm with Synergy Home Care of Orange. And um, just, just hopped in and want to see um, just kind of how we can fit in um, to the group. Um, we do home care, so non-medical home care. And I'm just... Uh, I'm a retired firefighter, um, had a back injury, so I had to retire early and just got in this business. Um, I really enjoyed uh, when I was working, being able to serve veterans. Um, I always felt good on calls, being able to help, help you folks. <clears throat> so just want to get in this space um, in our home care industry and get out and uh, help our vets. So that's me and uh, just glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome, Brian. Welcome. Welcome. And we got Vic next. All right. Hey, everybody. It's great to see you, Chris. Uh, great to hope you're enjoying your retirement. Uh, so my name is uh, Vic Martin. I am the second vice president of the San Diego Veterans Coalition. Um, I'm also the second vice commander of the American Legion District 22 here in California. Um, and I'm also the commander of American Legion Post 275 in La Jolla. And uh, I, uh, I work basically on an effort to try at this point to have every city um, adopt a reintegration policy for veterans uh, who are coming into their community. Um, for the first time, we're able to track who and where veterans are going after service. And uh, we're using that data to be able to provide to cities to ensure they can have a welcome home policy um, for veterans and their families uh, as they move into it. So working with several cities throughout California and Washington State, and uh, it's been very productive. Thanks for having me. That's Welcome, sweet. Vic. Yeah. Welcome. Teresa. Oh, we have you muted. Will you unmute? Sorry about that. Hi. Hi. Teresa. I'm Teresa Abel. Um, Brian actually and I are colleagues. So um, I too own a Synergy Home Care um, office. And we are both, you know, like Brian said, I'll echo what he says here to, you know, see if there's a space for us to, you know, a large part of our business is serving seniors and, and veterans. So I'm um, happy to be here. And again, Teresa Abel with Synergy Home Care. Wonderful. And I'm excited to introduce you guys to our Utah connections, because I know you said you had Utah connections. Brian does. That's awesome. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, another one of our owners from his name's Dave, he should be hopping on too. He's in Utah. Very cool. I see Rudy. Rudy, your name's phone, but it's your turn to unmute. Can you unmute? And then tell us a little bit about you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. It was uh, on mute for some reason. Anyway, go ahead. Please tell us your name and your service, for the branch of service. And we're doing 60-second introductions right now. Okay. Uh, my name is Rudy Hadamil. Uh, I was with the U.S. Army for 16 years, so so I combat in three different places. Um, I am the commander to the California National, I mean, uh, California Combat Infantry Association, which uh, you and Brian have uh, spoke as guest speakers to. 
and we appreciate what you guys brought to the table. I love it. And later on, I'll have to have you towards the end share Combat Infantrymen Association and how people can support. Okay, thank you. And then we have iPhone, if you'd like to introduce yourself. You are not Catherine and you're not Anthony. So if you know who you are, or we can go on to Anthony. Hello, everybody. This is Anthony Garcia reporting live from the Placentia Veterans Village. U.S. Army veteran. And I posted a couple of things on hall at the uh, VA Long Beach coming up uh, this Friday. So tune in and uh, chat and share your ideas. Then the other thing is Santa Ana College has a Veterans Resource Fair, and that's going to be on November the 9th. Everybody's welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to have you. And Catherine. Hello. Can you all hear me? Yes. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me on. Peace of Christ. God bless to all listening. Um, Thank you for inviting me. And Rudy, thank you for connecting me as well. Um, I'm a Marine uh, who was put in jail uh, last year. Well, actually, gosh, time goes by so fast. I was put in jail for not getting the COVID vaccine in January and uh, released on the streets um, in June. So uh, I connected with Rudy at a court hearing that I met him at and he got me in touch with Christine. So I'm listening in and thank you for this opportunity and I hope I can glean some wisdom. Awesome, it's great to have you and we hope to fully support in any way we can and get you any resource we have to help you with the situation. How are you Thanks, doing Catherine? Hi Rudy, good to see you. What a Marine. Ra. Ross Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hank. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. I see. Let's have one more person that I see hopped on real quick. If Roxy, if you'd like to give your introduction, um, you we'll probably have more people hop on, but we'll stop after this. So if you want to give us 60 seconds on who you are, maybe your service. Yes. Hi, I'm so sorry. I jumped on. I'm uh, my profile show propeller uh, because I do merchant services, but I attended a couple months ago with my colleague, Dina. We also do AFLAC insurance. Um, so she should be jumping on here really quick, but basically AFLAC is supplemental insurance that pays people cash when they need it the most, when they've had an accident or an unexpected illness. Um, so we have different plans and, you know, we just, uh, it's not medical insurance, but it does fill in the gaps. So anything that medical insurance doesn't cover, uh, AFLAC cash will help you pay that off, whether it's bills, medical expenses, um, et cetera. So we're here just to support the veteran community. We love what you guys do. We attended in person, like I mentioned, and and we, you know, we follow you guys on Facebook. I think it's amazing. It's just a little far for us, so we couldn't make it in person last month, but I was really happy to see that you guys did it on Zoom this time. I mean, you always do, but you know, we said, hey, they're doing it just on Zoom. So she should be, like I said, jumping on soon. So thank you for, for doing this for them. Yeah, thank you guys. I remember your resource and we will have another larger live in Anaheim if you're interested in November, but we'll also have it on Zoom. And then just a shout out really quick to another resource who may not be here tonight, but I just spoke to today. They have a couple veterans in their community that wanna help. If you guys know anyone suffering with Alzheimer's or dementia, 
early stages, end stages. They have a wonderful resource, the Alzheimer Association, and they have veterans that work with veterans and families and family and friends. So if you guys need that type of connection, please let me know. And then Hank, I'm gonna give it back to you to introduce our speaker. Well, thank you, Christine. Uh, um, Are you trying to be funny? No, I'm not. That wasn't funny. Because uh, I'm not. Okay. Um, there's one thing, uh, you, if you could let everyone know where, where you can find you on Facebook and stuff like that. So after this, they can oh, let yes. people know and all that. So I'm just giving you a little heads up. Okay, and again, so you're Hank, the comedian, Marine, for all those who jumped on later. Go on. And Marines are funny. So even some people think <laughs> we're not, but we are. You have to be. Um, so our speaker tonight is Chris Elder. He's a senior chief petty officer who's retired. You guys met him earlier. The guy that's sitting there happily retired. Sorry. Um, he's a veteran. He's also a co-founder of Mill to Vet. It's a Return to Roots podcast. It leverages the, uh, the invaluable experiences of re remarkable veterans to assist their fellow service members in navigating transitions. Okay. So the topic today is going to be becoming a veteran. Where do I go from here? So, so where do I go from here, Chris? Well, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question to ask. Uh, where do we go from having a purpose and our brotherhood, our sisterhood, the tribe that we, we create while we're in, where do we go after service? And that's kind of something that I've been uh, in the mix of figuring out. And, you know, Vic, hey, it's great seeing you too, brother. Um, uh, Christine, thank you for putting this on and, uh, I, I appreciate everybody that's on here uh, that that took the time to uh, either connect or be here as a resource for someone because that's super important for our community is being connected with actual resources. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm lived in Texas. And I moved up to Washington and then joined the Navy at the age of 18. And I didn't grow up with a great family environment, you know, be truthful. I I lived in a, uh, a shelter. I was homeless. I was a homeless teen for a little while. Um, you know, just kind of not really wanted, moved from house to house. So joining the Navy it was uh, it was a learning curve because I had to start learning how to be a part of a team brotherhood. And then it kind of really, it really started touching me even more because I thought of the Navy as more of a family than I've mm -hmm. ever had before. So it, it really, when, when they say it's a family, it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I always joked every four years, I'd be like, Nope, I'm going to get out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get out. I'm done with this. This is, this is BS. You know, these deployment schedules, it seemed like I was always on the next deployment and be like, Hey, I'm already on deployment. And I know when my next deployment is because they got me on my like, next one. Um, and you know, I just got, got really tiring. Um, but what kept me around was the people that were amongst the ranks with me. And yeah, I just, I, I would not trade it for any other thing in the entire world. And I I grew up, the Navy made me grow up. Uh, you know, now after 20 years, I'm a veteran. And I found myself 
kind of forced into the situation. I'm not a medical retirement, but if I didn't have 20 years, I would be. Um, I was I was pretty much removed from Japan. And the doctors were telling me my last duty station before San Diego was in Japan. And the doctors were telling me, how did you get to Japan? I'm like, you guys signed off on me. <laughs> so they signed off on me going out to Japan uh, with my family. And I was only there for a year before moving back to the States. So that was, that was pretty hard and having to move the whole entire family and all that fun stuff back and forth overseas to Japan during COVID was amazing. Um, cause COVID made everything fun. Right. So I'm coming back and instead of sending me where my home of record is because they know I'm going to get med boarded. They sent me down to San Diego. Well, at first I thought it was like a, a real hardship, but it actually ended up being an amazing thing because I got connected and motivated to create um, a, a business. And what ended up happening was, is I found myself in a, in a time of great pain because I'm losing my identity as an active duty senior chief. And I, I'm not going to say I was the greatest senior chief. I'm not going to say I was the worst senior chief, but I really enjoyed leading sailors. I, I fed off of their achievements and I fed off of the accomplishment of a mission. It just really got me amped up and I, I loved it. Um, no matter what role I was in, even if it was just coordinating the movement of 2000 people on a deployment, you know, that excited me. I loved, I loved my entire time while I was there. I, I created uh, a company. I kind of alluded it to it earlier. It's called Mildevet, and it started off as Return to Roots, and then we went Return to Roots Mildevet, and now uh, the LLC is Mildevet, and it's kind of grown a little bit since um, since I started it. Oh man, I think. I think last Christmas we decided to do this. And so it's not even been a year yet, but it's going to be a year here shortly. And we went live in February. And what was happening where I was at, I was I was stationed at, um, at a command that had Limdu personnel and operational personnel all rolled into one command. And that was just really, really hard for the operational command because they have operational commitments, um, pretty pretty important operational commitments. They were um, a training command. They were a major area where we had people qualifying for certain things and we wanted to get them qualified, but then you got 250 plus broken people, you know, like myself, I was broken. I was not able to perform uh, the mission. We all, we all, we call that uh, LIMDU, you know, limited medical duty status, or um, they're getting processed to get out of the Navy. And not to mention, we also had a, a good amount of uh, females that were pregnant. So they would stick us all in this one area and it was just 
when I walked mm -hmm. in there, the the team was just not there. They're the all the medical limited duty status guys and the med med uh, med holds and the med separation guys. They looked really like depressed and sad. It was dark. Day one, I walked in there and I'm like, I'm not going to be a part of this. So I went to a 0800 event. Um, probably the first week that I got there in San Diego, 0800. And that led to meeting Maurice Wilson. And then it also led to uh, meeting Vic on here as well. And what that did was it shined kind of like a light. Well, why don't I bring all these resources to the actual sailors where they're at? So literally I started bringing resources into the command once a week, sometimes twice a week. And I kind of made that my gig where I would go find resources and bring them into the command, whether it was uh, the Navy fleet and family services, which is for Marines. That's like your Marine fleet and family army. I, I, I don't know what the name is for you guys, but it's, it's your family services department. And I would bring them in too, because no classes were happening uh, while we were just coming out of COVID. And none of the stuff was happening that was supposed to happen. So we weren't getting like the normal classes and there was a huge demand for it. So that got me thinking, well, I really like doing this. So I was already doing a podcast before this. Why don't I do a podcast that talks about this? And then Yogi and I started talking about uh, forming a podcast and it was called Return to Roots. And then one day I was just sitting there. I'm like, why don't we call it Return to Roots Mill to Vet, make Mill to Vet the company. And then we could bring on other groups on and then just slap Mill to Vet at the end of it and just build, build a whole entire group of people that are literally sharing resources, connecting the veterans, sharing experiences and stories, because that's kind of, it's kind of what this is all about. It's, it's about not just finding those resources, but also talking about how that resource actually happened. Any, anybody in here, like, just give me a thumbs up. If you remember being in the smoke pit or wherever, wherever you were, and you heard people sharing their stories about how they got a qualification while they were in the military or while, like, how did they get their warfare devices uh, for the sailors out there that know what I'm talking about, or that qualification, how do they go about doing that? Or, hey, uh, I had this, like, we would talk about housing and how to get better situations there. We all talked about our experiences doing it. So I was like, it just makes sense to have something like that for when we get out of the military and our transition, no matter where you're at. And that's that's kind of how we formed uh, Mildevet, and we are episode 45 where we are blessed with the amount of support that's gotten and it's it's crazy just to think all the all the lives and uh brothers and sisters that we get to continue to touch um i'll tell you what that's one of my biggest fears i'll tell you right now one of my biggest fears is just not being able to touch people uh in the way that it helps helps grow grow other people cultivating people so i always thought of myself as a cultivator while i was in and i'm like man how i feel like i'm gonna lose that 
so Mildevet was also kind of an answer for that uh, for me as well. And it gives that answer to many other people that get to share their wisdom and their their experiences as well. So um, yeah, um, I'm extremely blessed. My co-host Yogi, he, uh, <laughs> he keeps me on my toes. I love the dude to death. Um, I really do consider him like a brother now. We spend probably too much time on the phone hanging out because we're not in the same area. It's all Zoom, you know. Uh, so on top of that, building, building a company, I'm also building my business, uh, because, you know, you got to pay the bills when you get out and despite popular belief, uh, senior chief retirement pay is not that extravagant. Yeah, I know it's better than first class pay, second class pay. Okay. I get it. None of it is uh, that great. It'll cover your mortgage, maybe not today's world, like maybe t 20 years ago's mortgage, um, but you know, at least put some food on your table. So I started, uh, I started in real estate, an active role in that now. Uh, got my real estate license and been building that. So building Mildevet, building a company, and then I'm also learning how to be part of my family again instead of a, a, a transient um because man it, it was just it was just crazy being gone the whole entire 20 years my wife is like you were gone you didn't have any time where you didn't deploy um I, I had maybe two years out of the 19 years we were married um shore duty and the 20 years I was in and even the the shore duty that I got uh previous was not <laughs> it was not a it was not a shore duty I, I did 19 detachments in two and a half years I was gone and some of those detachments were a month and a half yeah so it's yeah it was rough man so uh, building a company building a business learning how to be a father there's a lot of stressors getting out. And not only that, I'm trying to get all my VA stuff taken care of. Um, I still, because I have my VA stuff, I still can't get my full medical stuff taken care of because of the cost that's associated with it. Um, we, we were really blessed as a family and I can at least go make sure I get some of my stuff turned back on, but I can't get it all until I get the VA involved, uh, which you know, kind of just makes me even more upset because there's people not doing as well as I am that get out and have to do all this and still have to, you know, like are literally on top ramen and don't know where they're going to be sleeping. And I just, it just breaks my heart. Yeah, it breaks my heart to know that people are in that situation. And I I don't want to be one of those people that just say, it's a shame. I wanna be a, a connector. So I may not be perfect at it right now, but I, I, I plan on getting better at it. So that way, if somebody reaches out to me, I could be a resource for people to at least, hey, I know a guy. Like I'm, I may not have the funds to help you out, but I want to be the guy who can connect that person that's in, 
in need because they they need something and connect them with a resource. That's so that's kind of what we're trying to what we're trying to build, you know. Um thanks Vic. I appreciate that. <laughs> I being the dad part's kind of the hardest been the hardest part honestly out of all of it. Because I had my amazing wife, man. She she took care of everything. And I'm very fortunate that she stuck with me for 19 years. I mean, someday she wanted to just push me off the side of the ship, but <laughs> she uh she definitely did a lot, man. And I I I'm more of a full-time dad now. I'm here taking my son to his football games. Even though he doesn't want to go play football, I'm still dragging him there. And I feel like it's more uh, me going there. Uh, I, I'm pushing him to do it. Um, and I tell him, you know, I, I'm okay with him quitting something if he actually puts his heart into it. And I told him, like, hey, you can quit football, man. Just go tell your coach. And you won't do it. <laughs> So we keep going every single day. You know, I'm learning, I'm learning these things. And uh, I just realize how blessed I am because now I get to, I get to spend time with my family and pour into my kids while I could still do that. And, you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters don't get that opportunity. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't really like talking to myself that much. And even the guys on my show are like, when are you going to do an interview? I have a, I have a team of guys, you know, six, there's about six of them and they harass, we all harass each other. And they all were like, Chris, when are you going to like share your story? And it's because I'm not really, I don't like talking about myself that much. So I, I appreciate you guys kind of bearing with me on this. Um, there's some things that I really want people to hear and particularly the active duty side, you know, you got to prepare yourself. Excuse me. You got to prepare yourself. You got to prepare yourself for the transition because it's going to happen one way or another. You're going to get out. You're either going to be above the ground or you're going to be below the get ground. We all get out. It's inevitable. We all have certain uh, milestones that we're all going to meet in life from being born to going into grave. Just know that that's going to happen. Keep that in your guys' minds. What kind of quality of life or what kind of quality of things is all about your preparation. I wholeheartedly believe that everybody that joins the military should already be thinking about their exit strategy. And we owe it to our, our juniors. We owe it to our peers. We owe it to our brothers and sisters to preach that. Be prepared. I, I know 100% all you veterans that are in this room right now, we get their ass chewed if they did not prepare to do things, if we're all taught it, but we don't think long-term. If 
I did not think long term if I did not have that one person out of out of ten thousand that told me to start saving money and to start buying into real estate and to start figuring out what that one thing is that makes sense to you, whether it's collecting beanie babies, uh, doing garage sale hunting, uh, being a realtor, being something. If you don't start figuring out like buying homes, investing, if you don't start doing that while you're young, it's going to be really harder when you're older. So that's kind of like one of the things that I've always taught my people. One of the things I'm like, it's really, it's really a passionate thing of mine is to prepare yourselves because I, I say I'm blessed, but it's because of the people that were around me. I was blessed to have the people around me, not the things that I have today. I'm blessed for those little messages. And I just, I'm hoping that one day, um, someone will talk about their same story that I have in the context of, well, we heard it through the messages of Mildevet was to be prepared. And we, we found some amazing resources that um, uh, we promote on every single episode. Uh, they don't pay us to do it. We just believe in their mission so much. And that's part of the San Diego's coalition that they have going on. And that's that, uh, reboot program that Maurice Wilson runs. I could read you the long name, but just look up reboot reverse bootcamp and it'll pop up and they have an application. It's that I promote on every show. And I, I feel amazing every time I get to talk about it because it's an actual tool that you could use to track your transition. So every single platform that I'm going on, I make sure to plug my transition uh, timeline 365. Vic, let me know if I'm saying it wrong. No, that's right. And it's MYTT. Now it's on both the app stores. That you can put on your phone. And I I say this on every single uh, thing. I, I You can call me a used car salesman, whatever you want to call me. But look up the program. Because it's actually a game changer on how my generation is going to be getting out. And yes, I'm a millennial. <laughs> yes. All right. So I, I don't want to hog up any more uh, my, uh, microphone uh, space, but I do want to make sure that you guys know that Mildevet is not Chris's show. It's not Yogi's show. It's not Christina's show. It's not Mark's show. It's not Amy's show. It's not Nuccio's show. It's not Mike, Mike's show. That's names of my team members. It's your show. The quality and the participation level has grown organically. And it's just an amazing journey that we've been on. And I hope that you guys all get a chance to not just listen to an episode, but be a part of an episode. So that's my, that's my two cents. I hand the mic back over. So before you do hand it back over, tell us about how these veterans can do a 30 second video and email it to you. So we're gonna have a Veterans Day special. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you so much for not letting me forget that. <laughs> so we're doing a veteran special 
and we're going to be posting here shortly how to send us a 30 second video either sharing your experience of while you were in the service what being a veteran on veterans day means to you a shout out to somebody that's out there that's a veteran service member uh well veteran because veterans day sorry i i um and then also if you have a resource available to veterans we want to hear a 30 second video about your resource so this is this is uh going to be a special episode and then on the 6th of november we're going to have a special uh episode where we do a live event and we're going to have multiple people come on and we're just going to talk about um veterans day and hear other people's stories um and we'll give you a little bit longer time on there maybe a minute and a half on there so that way it's not too long allow people to share some of their stories um the time might change chris is chris is probably going to get in trouble for saying a minute and a half <laughs> but uh then we're going to package that all and we'll release that one on the 11th of november so yeah it's going to be it's going to be awesome uh let everybody know uh if you want to have your your uh your message put out there we want to we want to be a platform for you so thank you go to youtube mill to vet return to roots go to facebook mill to vet return to roots go to instagram connect with them stay connected and that's another way for you as a veteran or a service member Catherine, anyone to connect with them and continue to give back to other people because really the the mission is to keep touching lives as they're already doing as we're all doing so it's amazing thank you so much chris um Anything else you want to say before we open the floor? Um, God bless you all. I mean that. And I know all you guys, former military and veterans and civilian people don't really, there's a button on the bottom of your screen that says reaction. If you tap on that, there's a thing called a raised hand. You know, you could tap on that and you can be like, hey, I know I want to say something. I'm next. Just to let you know, technology is your friend just to let you know okay so but chris i mean what you do is amazing man um that's why christine's here that's why everyone's here we're here to help veterans with with their issues or their problems i mean the biggest thing for most veterans that people don't realize is that getting out of the military you already have a loss there's already a loss of getting out it's not a loss of a friend or there's people that have lost that as well but, but getting out of the military, you're already losing something. So you're already fighting out of a hole. Like for me, I got out in 92. I was never told about all these resources. I even went to the VA after I got out and wasn't, didn't, you know, I was claimed 0%. At least I was claimed 0%. I can start claiming my, my VA benefits now, but still, I didn't know anything. All they told me was, we're taking the sticker off your car. Good luck. That was it. And I had no idea where I was going, what I was doing, but they, those three days, those four years, they train you to be who you're supposed to be. But they, I mean, I'm, I've heard it's getting better now that people are getting more training when they get out. They're having actually classes onto your EAS when you're getting up to that point. So I, that's getting better. But we need platforms like this. 
with you and Christine and everybody throwing in voices saying, this is where you need to get help. Where can I talk to somebody? I'm having a problem. Who do I talk to? And those resources are out there, but we just don't, you know, we got to reach those people. And the thing that gets me every time, being a comedian, I, I do a lot of crazy stuff. But what gets me the most is that while you're in service, you're always asking for help. Hey, can I get that? Okay, can you, can you help me with this? My God, I can't, I can't finish this beer by myself. Can you finish it with me? You know, something, right? It's always something. But when, once we get out, you never ask for help. No, I'm too, no, I don't need it. I'm, I'm stronger than that. Well, you know what? You, you need to, you did it when you're in and you have close friends that you have and you lose those connections because you think, oh, they're still in whatever, but you know, you got to reach out, got to reach out. And this is what this platform is for. It helps people get connected. And then Christine, like you does it all the time, which I don't know how, I don't know how she fucking does it. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, anyway, you know, if you want to talk, if you have something to say, reaction button at the bottom people hit that and it has a hand raised you can talk next yeah so what we do is an open forum so if you do have something you need to share a discussion a topic you have needs you want to request please chris so i don't know why the reaction thing didn't work for me <laughs> uh anyways so one thing i forgot to mention is being prepared uh, also includes your mental health as well. And you you triggered that when you said, hey, you're already experiencing a loss, getting out of the military. So it's going to behoove you to set yourself up with some form of counseling to talk about that loss with, the, with someone. It doesn't have to be a shrink. It doesn't have to be uh, whatever you want to call them, quack, whatever. You set it up with the 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 uh chaplain but i'm just telling you right now if you do set it up with with actual uh um like a psychologist they're gonna probably be a lot more equipped to help you out and there's and you i do not regret going down that road and i feel like i'm where i'm at today because of the shoring up of my um shore before i got up so I would not be where I'm at if I did not start preparing mentally and not just like saying good thoughts, but like actually, actually going out there and doing the work, hitting the gym, running, go, going and talking to somebody once a week. You know, that, that is super important. So I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, Vic, that was, that was really important, Chris. That really was. Um, to Chris's point, you know, and, and also to Hank's point, um, you know, the, the couple of things that we lose, um, in, including BAH and a couple of other items, but a couple of things that we lose is our identity um, and our purpose. And um, yesterday I was up at the California State Capitol in Sacramento um, speaking, and we were talking about the benefits of alternative therapies like art therapy, for example, for veterans, and the benefits that it provides um, in those two um, specific realms. Um, it allows a veteran to feel as though they have a purpose for waking up. Usually they're working on a project, they have a project they want to do, um, they want to finish a project. 
Um, but in addition to that, they're able to identify as a veteran artist. And so it's in, uh, interesting that you bring that up and it, it, the purpose and the identity, um, it doesn't have to be that you're the king or queen of England. It only needs to mean that you're succeeding and thriving in your own way. And so um, I appreciate you both making that, that point, Hank and Chris. The other item I wanted to mention was there's a new program, and this is more of a resource that's available to folks and every resource I ever talk about, including that app that I just mentioned is free. I don't believe in charging veterans. There's enough. We have 492, 432 nonprofits here in San Diego serving veterans alone. Um, and so 432, I feel like that's quite a bit. And we should probably be able to get whatever you need for free. Um, and so one of the things that I've been working with with this uh, San Diego County Sheriff's Department is a program called the Blue Envelope Program. And this was a program that was initially intended on the East Coast for of those who suffered from specific disabilities, um, um, cognitive disabilities and other issues where um, flashing lights and sirens and loud radios potentially could be um, overstimulating to them and could cause a interaction with law enforcement to go negative. Well, when I first heard about this program, I thought it would be ideal for veterans, veterans suffering from PTSD, um, suffering from other severe anxiety disorders, um, panic disorders, et cetera. And so um, I've been working with them very closely and this blue envelope program uh, is a self-registry program, meaning that you do not need to have a doctor's note. You do not need to prove a disability. You do not need to um, go in and have your doctor sign it. You need to identify yourself as somebody who has a blue envelope and you can pick one up at the sheriff's department. They're completely free, obviously. And inside you can write what some of your disabilities or limitations are um, and how best the officer could, um, could, could help you with those. Um, and that may be turning lights down, like I said, turning sirens down. It could be for someone who's hearing impaired and letting them know that they are hearing impaired. Um, it could let someone know that they don't speak English and speak another language, uh, but it could also be for a veteran who suffers from severe PTSD and sitting on the side of a freeway underneath an overpass is not necessarily where we want to be hanging out. So, um, you know, all those things are taken into consideration, but that is, uh, seems to be pretty, pretty awesome. And, um, and, and I'm excited to get that out and get that rolling. The last piece I had was I just wanted to cover really quick about what Chris was talking about that app. It's really intended for those who are still in the service and who are transitioning. It's meant for those who are anywhere from two years out to six months out. Um, but it is an app that, uh, again, is completely free, but it's 55 transitional tasks that the service member um, should complete in order to have a successful reintegration into their community. Um, and there's also, in addition to that, a task list for the spouse as well. And the spouse can actually view what the service member is doing and how they're doing sort of on accomplishing their list. And for all of the service members in here, I'm sure we know why that exists because we don't do it unless the wife is bothering us or telling us we didn't do it. So I, I always joke when I get back from the doctor's office and she says, what did the doctor say? And I always say nothing. Uh, but anyway, so um, that, that opportunity for the spouse to be able to track that as well and be a part of the transition, I, we feel is really important. So um, that app, Managing Your Transition Timeline, can be found um, on both of the Google and uh, Apple stores. So that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share.
Oh, the wife involved in more stuff. Oh, God. Oh. That's lighting a fire on your ass for sure. <laughs> you going to talk to somebody about that? <laughs> this is, you guys, we're open right now. So if anybody would like to unmute and share, we'd love to have you talk. Yeah, if I may say something. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, my name is Mohammed Islam. Um, I'm associated locally in uh, Orange County in Southern California uh, with uh, different business and chamber and uh, associations and uh, working with different uh, community. And I happen to um, working with that with some veteran chambers too. And basically, we are trying to networking with the veterans and uh, understand different issues in the business world and um, helping them with the financing and um, connecting, networking with them for different business opportunity, uh, different uh, business uh, certification and all that. So if you need in this area help, uh, please contact us. And also I'm working with the veteran, National Veteran Chamber of Commerce and I'm part of their um, group over here. So please, you know, the transition uh, time or are you doing already business continue or expand, uh, please contact our group and we're gonna go from there, okay? Thank you. Mohammed, will you please put your email in chat so everyone can grab it? Oh, sure. Mohammed yeah. is yeah. a really good networker in Orange County, LA, Riverside area, and the Veterans Chamber of Commerce that they're, they're building out now, a part of the National Veterans Chamber of Commerce, is incredible. So Mohammed really has a lot of business connections ways to connect you if you are business locally and you want to grow and network with other veteran businesses. And Thank you. I know Dinah maybe wants to say something since she hopped on late. Dinah, are you still here? Is it Dina? <laughs> Dina. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. That's okay, Christine. Thank you very much. I apologize, I don't put myself on screen, but I appreciate you um, having me and my colleague, Roxy. Um, we appreciate the invite. We appreciate you sharing the space with us. And I wanna give kudos out to those who spoke today. You know, their stories are really touching. Um, the reason why Roxy and I decided to join um, is to be able to help those veterans that are um, starting their business, you know, um, being able to provide resources for them and their families as well, but also just to be here for support and help those veterans. Because as I shared to you, I have a son and my current um, spouse, he was, they're both veterans as well. So we appreciate you allowing us to share this space and I can provide my information. Like Roxy said, we do provide supplemental catastrophic 
benefits, and these benefits provide cash to the policyholders in the time of need when they need it the most. So we pretty much kind of give the policyholders cash um, to help them pay those medical out-of-pocket expenses or help them, you know, not get delayed with their personal bills. So thank you again, Christine, and I appreciate you allowing me to speak. Yes, thank you for joining. And you guys, on that note, we do have another live next month, November 22nd in Anaheim, located at the Patriots and Paws nonprofit. Anaheim, right off of State College and the 91 Freeway, if you're local. We'll also throw this online too, so we'll have other resources and veterans from other states joining. This space is for veterans and resources, both alike. And we will not have a topic next month purposely because we want to share all the resources because there are so many needs. Like we can go back to housing, we can go back to um, people without food right now. We can go back to all kinds of different medical. There are so many things and we want to keep it open so we can just hear out what everybody has and, and find that resource that fits them. And the Facebook group, real quick, let me, if you guys want to follow us, go to Helping Our Veterans Who Have Sacrificed for Us, our private group, so you can see our posts, see what's going on, find the events, and also feel free to post any resources there and ask for any um, needs. And then I don't know who said my name, who talked? Christine. Yes, Rudy. Talk uh, about infantrymen. Yes. I have, uh, well, I... I'm the commander to the California Combat Infantry Association. I try to help everybody in the association. Uh, As you do. I reach out to every one of them and I bring in guest speakers that will benefit them. Uh, the biggest one so far was Young Kim. Then we had the uh, director to the Long Beach VA hospital there. That drew a lot of people. Uh, we had... Uh, well, on, on board, on deck, we have Kelsey Gabbard coming. But she has to set, she has to pick a date. I gave her a whole bunch of dates. Um, also, uh, we have, I don't understand how these other people got out with nothing. Uh, when I got discharged from my disabilities from being injured so much in Panama in 70, uh, I spent time at Madigan Hospital up in Washington State. Uh, when I got discharged, I had to go through a transition course. I took up marine pipe fitting because I, I like doing plumbing work. And I thought it would be different. It was totally different. Well, my instructor thought that I, was, I did so good that he said, I recommend that you in, uh, go to University of Washington. I said, I'm too stupid. I always got D's and F's in high school. I said, you did great. I don't know where, how, how you got algebra. I said, well, I figured it out. He enrolled me. I had to take dumb, dumb math and dumb, dumb English. Cut it short. I, I came out, worked at Lockheed Shipbuilding in uh, Puget Sound, uh, designing ships. And when all the shipbuilding was closed down in the US and sent to Germany and Japan, I found myself looking. I went from Shreveport, North Fork, Long Beach, and I couldn't find a job. 
I decided to go back to college. I went to University of uh, Irvine, pre-med, but my wife got pregnant. So all my medical doctors, friends of mine said, drop out or divorce her. And I said, what do you mean? They said, She's, you're gonna fall in love with a nurse. She's gonna fall in love with Eduardo, the pool guy. That's your choice. And I, and I said, see that, see that doctor over there? That happened to him, he's living out of his Volkswagen. She's got everything. Well, I said, I don't want that to happen to me. So I dropped out and talked to my wife and she was an, she was an LVN at the time. She says, why don't you try medical field? I said, well, you know, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a guy, you know, I don't walk around in whites, you know? And she said, well, give it a, give it a shot. So I, I enrolled in radiology at Fullerton Junior College to your course. Uh, I, uh, I was fully loaded. I mean, I was taking a full load for my, for my classes because I had to start with, uh, the classes that I had no idea, like radiation physics and chemistry, uh, you know, uh, medical terminology, stuff like that, you know, that, that I had to, my wife helped me with that. Well, I graduated, I had to go to externship, internship, which has added another three years, got my uh, license, uh, was radiology x-ray tech for over 30 years retired as director of imaging from a uh, hospital in East LA. Uh, I, was, I was working at a hospital in San Canyon in Irvine. And I got, you know, when you work in x-ray and especially with ER patients, you always get into fights with them because they, they get drunk and they always want to fight you. So this one guy wanted to rape my CT tech and it was around three o'clock at night. I mean, uh, 11 o'clock at night. So I got in between them and we started duking it out. She ran to go get, I said, call uh, code gray. Code gray, and the, there's different codes to, to, to uh, the operator announces and it tells you what to do. Code gray means all males to this area. Well, the operator was new, didn't know what the hell, we, what a code gray was. So I duped it out with this guy. She ran to ER to get the police. We were, you know, he threw me against the wall. Uh, he was big too, oh my God, he was big. And I hit him so many times in his face and he, he couldn't feel it because he was too drunk. We got into the hallway, I took my shirt off because he was using that to flip me. And then we, we just duped it out there in the hallway. Cops finally came, took him away. I turned myself into ER because I knew I got hurt. They said, well, you're done for the night. You gotta go home. We'll get somebody else to replace you. A month later, I started feeling the aches and pains. He had broken my back. Uh, everything from my left side is weak. I was forced to, re to uh, re retire, I might say. Uh, and uh, I had to go through workers' comp. I had seven back surgeries in four years, lived in hospitals and, and rehab centers. My last surgery, they, took, they had to take all the metal out because my body was rejecting it. 
I could handle it because I've received so many wounds in Vietnam. I got frostbite in Korea. I, I broke my back in Panama falling off a cliff. I tore my ankle up in a parachute jump in Panama, which that was the end of it. But I never gave up. When the Iran, when the Iran took the hostages, I enlisted into the National Guard. 10 years later, you know, I got out. But my, that was my total 16 years in the military as a combat infantryman. I did, I was trained in combat in Korea in 1963, I was 17 years old. I shot my first North Korean infiltrator. I was still 17. Korea got me ready for Vietnam. I volunteered for Vietnam. They sent me to Fort Benning, Georgia with the 1st Cavalry Air Mobile Division. We shipped out, got to Vietnam, uh, was in the Battle of Bidrang Valley, November 1965. This went on, there were more battles to come. I was wounded more times. Uh, on the last one, I was, they said, you're done. We're sending you home. I got to Travis Air Force Base and they said, well, you can go to Madigan or uh, Walter Reed. I said, look, my parents are poor. They live in Southern California. Send me to Fort Ord. Well, they said, you sure? They don't have the facilities that you need. I said, look, I'm walking around. Sent me to Fort Ord. So I went there. My parents were able to come up. And I, I got in trouble there. Uh, so they, you know, they said, well, you, you, well, we're going to get you out of Fort Ord. Uh, you're going to go to the 10th Infantry. Nobody knew what the 10th Infantry was. I went to a lot of forts. They were trying to find the 10th Infantry. I finally went to Fort Jackson, spent a month there, and they found it, Panama. <laughs> and I didn't know the 10th Infantry. I thought it was Europe. I didn't want to go to Europe. I spent two and a half, two years there. It was wonderful. I love the jungle. Got an, I, I, I saw things that I thought I'd never see again. You know, the jungle is so thick that everything in the jungle wants to kill you and eat you. But when I got out in 1970, I had a transition course, and that was the Marine Five Fitters. And it came in handy. So I can't understand why these other branches of service don't have that transition course. They do, Rudy, they do. I think that a lot of people, at least in our group or that we've you know, collectively joined together over the past two years, we've found that there's so many different needs and they just don't, some, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Melissa, Sometimes you just don't know where to go, even when you yes. get that. Here's is, what that Melissa, is that Melissa, the Air Force lady? Yes. Yes. Hi, Melissa. Is she on? And there's those like Chris and Vic who had continued to share these resources and, and put them in the forefront so that people know where to go. But it's it's well, just 
not often that people know where to go. Right. Well, Melissa explained to me that she had no, no clue until I took her under my wing. And Catherine, uh, the Marine that got discharged with the general because she refused to get vaccinated, uh, I, I took her under my wing and I'm helping her. And I'm, uh, and I'm also helping a, a gentleman, John, uh, Jerry Johnson, who was in my platoon, that he was a hell of a soldier and he got discharged with a dis less than honorable discharge. I'm trying to get him his, his uh, discharge upgraded to honorable, just like Catherine. And in my association, that's what I do. I look up after military people, uh, not just males in the combat infantrymen. We have uh, uh, Liga Mendoza, a sergeant in the, in the Army uh, Women's Corps. And uh, she's uh, excellent. You, you know her, N Nelly. Yes. Better known as Nelly. But as far as Catherine goes, uh, she's one hell of a girl. She's uh, beautiful, intelligent, uh, smart. Uh, so I've been trying to help her. And Melissa, I'm trying to help her too. I gave, I gave her those uh, things that you sent me to contact uh, Brian yes. at uh, Long Beach BA. So I hope she's followed through on that. You know. She's connected with Brian. Okay, good. Yeah, and I hope Catherine has uh, connected to the to that uh, one site that you gave me, uh, Veterans uh, something or other Institute. I gave her that so she can try to get work her way and get her discharge reevaluated. Because that's what I do with the with the people who are in my association, well, the Combat Infantrymen Association. Uh, I reach out to everybody, whether I don't care whether the Army, Navy, Marine. Uh, Coast Guard or Air Force, we're all brothers and sisters under the same banner. And I found that the only way you can get uh, to know what you need is to hook up with people that have been in the same situation. And that the more you listen to them, the more you glean from them, and the better off you are, because then you learn um, by by gleaming from them. That's how I got my my hundred percent. Because I I hung out with other veterans who did it. I listened to them, and I applied for the same thing that they did. It was not easy with the VA. They will turn you down numerous times just to see if you're really serious about it. You just got to keep plugging away, and that's what I told Melissa. Don't give up. You got to keep plugging away. Thank you End so much. That's, that's true. And we do need to get Nalita on and we need to get everyone together to keep doing what you're doing. I put it in chat, um, go to Combat Infantrymen Association, check it out, see how you can support. And they are looking to help more females as well right now. And Rudy is oh, a great are. You know, I, I, you know, I'll, we have a lot of support uh, associates. You're one, Nalita's one. Uh, uh, Melissa is going to be one. Uh, we have a, a gentleman who was a high school friend of mine. We played Pop Warner football in Fullerton. Okay. And his name is Ron Flores. You made him. Little heavy set guy, chunky guy. Well, he got drafted and uh, he uh, went to LA and they 4 f him because he had a problem, med medical problem. All these years, he felt that he should have gone and he felt bad. And he's been doing a lot for veterans. 
And when I met him again, and he told me the story, I said, I want you to be an associate with us. He says, but I don't, I, I never went. I said, what you, what you do for us is, is fantastic. And I want you to be an associate. And that's why he, he's there, you know, because he tried and then he got for it. And it wasn't his fault, medical problem. I try to help people that I know or anybody that comes to me with a problem and I can hear it and I evaluate it, then I'll, then they're in. Rudy, thanks for all your talk, man. I mean, I, I'm sure everyone appreciates it. And you guys need to look that up. You need to look up his website. You need to look up his organization. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, me and well, Christine it's a big, it's a big together. organization. It's a big, right. organ it's national, but I'm the California commander. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't have a website. You, you can look it up as the national commanders. Uh, I mean, he's in charge of it, all that. Okay. I don't have a website for that. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we, we, if you can put it in the chat to how they can get, get in contact with you, that'd be great. You know, I can, I, I can suggest that to them. Yeah. Okay. Because that would help everybody out to see what that is. But we're well, going to close up, guys. Um, it's past seven. I just want to let you know about the next veteran series is live with special, you know, we're going to have special guests at Patriots and Paws in Anaheim on November 22nd. You guys will be able to join on the Facebook. Did I just say the Facebook? Why am I getting yeah. um, <laughs> on Facebook to see more about the veteran series? Um, we do meet every third Wednesday of the month. So Except next month because we messed up on a date, but. Oh, now you just made me look stupid, right? Right when I just said that. No, Thanks. you're right. No, no, I messed you. up. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. But I mean, we do that. We we do this every time. So Patriots and Pause will be the next time we're on, guys. I hope you you know tell more people about it. Get them involved. Get more veterans help. Let them know that you know there is help out there for them. Not they don't have to feel alone. And the more veterans we get helping, the more the word gets out, and the more that you know. We stopped this 22 or 40 now. I think it's yes. 40 to 44 a day. So we need to stop that immediately. So um, yeah, vets, you guys start looking up that podcast, support him. Chris is doing an amazing thing. Um, I know you guys want me to be on there for a little bit, but I got to still got to get my head together. Um, other than that, Christine, thank you so much for putting this together and helping everybody get connected to what they need to get connected to. And for keeping me honest and on my toes when I need to be. So Can I ask you something, uh, Christine? Uh, yeah. What is your direct uh, Facebook or something that get all your information direct for the veteran series? I put it in chat, but I'll say it again. It's um, helping our veterans who have sacrificed for us. The long name, it's a private group. And oh, yeah. so we just call this the veteran series because this series belongs to veterans. Well, I have that. Okay. Okay. Now I got it. Okay. Thank you. She believes in having everything long. She doesn't <laughs> believe in shortening stuff. But Christine, thank I you. I try to get one of those in. <laughs> thank you for helping out. Thank you for doing all this. And you guys, thank you for joining. Um, you. And please continue and get the word out and let people know about this, um, what we're trying to do for veterans and help them out. So. You guys have a great night. Thank you for everyone joining. And we'll see you guys later. Next month. Milta Fat. Remember Milta Fat. Patriot to pause. <laughs> Patriot to pause. Operation transition outside the wire. <laughs> I mean, we just shout them out right now. <laughs> Good night, you guys. Good night. Thank Good you night. for joining us. Good night. Thank Bye, you. Everyone.
拜。